Finding Mommy's Soft Voice, the podcast for moms who are professionals looking to shift from surviving to thriving. Heal yourself, heal your family. Welcome. I am your host, Mama Honey, the Serenity Maven, and I am your intuitive healer and fearless freedom coach at the targetedwellbeingcenter.com. Welcome to today's episode. You're invited to join me now. Nice Hello. to meet you, Brandy. I kind of did a little bit of, you know, stalking a little bit, you know, just kind of go, <laughs> okay, let me, let me see. Um, and I, I found out a little bit to hear more, like, like just share with me and tell me about you. Okay. Yeah. I just graduated. Um, I just got my, uh, my LMSW. So my licensed master's uh, social work okay. uh, degree. And just started a job um, as a, uh, it's, the, my title is offsite therapist. Basically, I, um, I work with uh, at-risk uh, youth and kids. Okay. Uh, doing like different uh, therapy, depending, kind of customized, depending on their needs. Um, so that's all like brand new. Like I was, I graduated on the 20th of May. Um, and yeah. you're like, <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love yeah. It. And, and everything happened really fast. Like, um, I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't, I was like, I need to get a job right after grad school, but I didn't, I wasn't, um, I mean, I, you never know if that's going to happen. So it happened, which is really exciting because I'm also pregnant. <laughs> and, um, so I, it was like, there's like all kinds of birthing stuff going on. Right. Yes. Yes. Um, uh, and I, so I had a home birth with my son. Okay. Um, and I, I have been really trying to figure out, well, I basically made the decision to do it again and have a home birth. Um, we just, we also just got a new uh, home, uh, we're renting in DC. So we're moving from Maryland to DC. So it's like, I feel like I'm becoming an, like a completely new, like I'm getting like a completely new life and it's exciting. It's really amazing. It's a little overwhelming at times. Cause I'm like, I'm, you know, just like the legit, like it's, it's, it's like, I'm, I have a new job. I have, I'm about to have a new kid. I, I have a new home and like the logistics of that. That's like the list of top five stressful things in your life, <laughs> like three at, at once, right? Right. Yeah. Um, so I've been, and then yesterday I was supposed to have like my first prenatal birth ap appointment with the, with the midwife and they, they somehow lost my appointment. And so I was like, and it said, I was upset because I was like, is like, I guess I was, well, first of all, I was upset that, cause I want to get started with it. Cause I'm at this point, like 27 weeks pregnant. Um, I've been doing other, like I've been doing like the more traditional, like, um, OBGYN route, but, um, I haven't been in a while because I'm transitioning into this. And so I was like, is this a sign that like, I'm not supposed to go this route? Um, so anyway, so that's kind of like, interpersonal like um yeah so where are so are you like in that space right now where you're like 
trying to figure that out? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like, I feel like I, I, I do feel like I know. I feel mm-hmm. like I, I feel like this is right, but it's, I'm wondering, so I, I, um, I'm a big believer in the idea that we, our inner perceptions create like our outer reality, like just that we, we have a hand at, at what our life looks like. And, um, and so I guess I, when it happened, I was like, I wonder why I created that. <laughs> like, am I yeah. having notes, you know? Um, so, so yeah, so I'm just uh, trying to be gentle with myself, especially during this time and, and get curious and, and which is all the stuff that I kind of preach on my, um, on my Instagram and on my podcast. Yeah. Um, um, but it's, yeah. And then I have two kids on this side of the womb. Um, and one is seven and going into second grade. I've never heard that before. That was so beautiful. I love that when you said on this side of the womb. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) that was, that was just cool. That was so cool. (laughs) Thank you. Um, and then one is 17 Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Let me get these ages again. Yeah. So it's 17, seven and in the womb. <laughs> 17, so it's like a huge, huge, um, yeah. So not quite a 10 year gap across the board, but it's going to be basically a 10 and an eight year gap. Um, okay, so I have 23, 22, 21. Okay. 17. Uh-huh. And five. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So, I, I, I know what your world is yes. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. Um, yeah, so I know I don't have the, I, so yeah, so we're at that, I'm sure you've done this before, but that transitioning, I mean, so my oldest is going into um, this their senior year. Um, and uh, let's add number four onto that list. Of- <laughs> Yes. Three things on there. I'm like, oh, there's a fourth thing. That's a fourth. Yes. Major yes. Life yes. transition happening within your life transition. Right. So we're, yeah, we're figuring out how to transition into adulthood and trying to help them, um, you know, do that. And, and they're incredible. There's, um, so, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's an adventure. Um, but it's, it's, it's cool. Like I'm, I feel very blessed. Um, I mean, I, that's, I hate that word. I feel like it sounds really cliche. Um, but in my personal life, I think things are really warm and loving. And that wasn't my experience when I was a lot younger. Um, I mean, not, not, not so much when I was a kid, but like early, like early adulthood. So it feels really cool to be able to provide my kids with a home that that is safe and loving and, and, and where we can ex- express our emotions and work through it together. And yeah. So that's- that sounds like y- y- I'm getting like goosebumps right now. Cause I'm like, I, I believe in divine arrangements and I had like, I literally was like, what am I supposed to do with this interview? Cause like, I don't, mm-hmm. I, I don't know you and, mm-hmm. but I feel like everything is divinely arranged. Right. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like, okay, what are we going to do this morning? And then, so this morning I'm like prayed and I'm like, 
what do I do for this interview? And literally the word pray came up. So I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. it's all going to be. And I heard that it was just, you know, and even right now I heard organic, right? Organic. Mm-hmm. So I love all the stuff you're going through. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sounds like you have personal life, professional life, stuff going on. So I know this is like, I know this is like a, a a podcast that we're going to be doing, but if you would just play with me here a second, if you take your two hands and you're like, okay, I'm a barometer and I have my personal life in one hand, I have my professional life in the other hand, how do I feel about my life? And you're the barometer. So you get to decide and stop wherever you feel Mm -hmm. you represent and you, then you get to tell me what it means. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I think my personal life feels very light and full at the same time. It feels very, very joyful. Um, even even though it's hard at times. I mean, it's it's life. Um, I think my professional life um it it feels heavy um so what does heavy mean tell me more about that heavy so um i i so there's a sense of like i have um i there's a there's a lot of success happening um, in my life, and and that hasn't traditionally been the case in my professional life, and I feel very um, very grateful for that. Um, but there's also like I've been building, uh, and you you probably get it like um, like a trying to build an audience um, and and grow a podcast and. Uh, I also am writing a book. Um, and so these kind of things that like, I don't, um, well, I do, I mean, it's not that I don't talk about them, but they're like, they're the things that, that feel like they just, I can't, um, it's, it's very slow going. And if for some reason, like the professional stuff in the, in the like the way that the world sees success is is working out for me right now, um, but I but I have I still so I I work like a lot um, and I think one of because uh, I work uh, I'm working this new job and then I'm also like um, I have my own tasks for my building my um, this empire that I'm trying to build <laughs> um, yeah, that you are building yeah yeah the foundation nice and yeah. wide yeah a lifetime right yes not yes. for next week not for next month yeah not I'm gonna manifest ten dollars and ten thousand and bring it in but like right yeah like organic yeah. natural growth and I think that's one of the things that was coming up I was doing like I meditate every morning and it's like, I don't, I, there's no rush. Um, you know, I, we, we are building, um, 
what we're building and it there there because it feels like there's a rush i mean especially when you're working in the realm of like social media because you're like well i have to get that because the platform may not be relevant in you know two or three or five years so if i'm i if i'm going to build something on here i need to build it now but also something else will be relevant and my um message that i feel compelled to share will still be relevant and and so I think that's, it's one of the challenges is like, what I really, what's really important to me is living out what I believe to be true, what I'm sharing, the message that I'm sharing. So this message of we co-create <laughs> with the universe um, and we get to create our lives. And, and, and so that like, what, like, I get to decide what that looks like for me. Um, and yeah, I feel like in my personal life, like I'm really good at that, you know, and I built something I'm really in love with and proud of and just full of um, joy and gratitude for. And, but everybody has their, their stuff. You know what I mean? So like my stuff is, is this, and I, the, I've been doing a lot of like um, EFT tapping and, um, and trying to figure out the messages that are in my head um, that are that, you know, I mean, because the idea is like 95% um, of our, of our daily life is like our subconscious, right? It's like our habits. Um, and 5% or less is our conscious. So we can read all the self-help books in the world, but that's just hitting our conscious brain. If we don't, if we don't get in and change the program, change the habits, then we can't create change. And some people in, a, in our lives, like I feel like in some areas, though changing those programs comes really easily. Um, and we do it kind of intuitively and we're like, okay, I want, I want this. Um, and then for some, like for other areas and it's different for everybody, they're, they're really hard. And, um, uh, one of the things I've been reading and watching a lot of, uh, Dr. Bruce Lipton. Um, and he, so he talks about, you can't, um, you can't change the program by yelling at the tape recorder. <laughs> so like, so what we do is we beat ourselves up. Um, we just say like change. I want to like do this better, and that it that doesn't work. Um, so he talks about kind of the three ways that we can create change, and that's through um, hypnosis, um, and which is which can be self hypnosis, which can be when you're um, falling asleep or, or waking up, you're going into that theta brain state. And that's when your brain is programmable. So like listening to what you want to program uh, before you go to bed or as you're, as you're drifting off to sleep can be really effective. Um, my I, I, I actually, so I kind of want to share a little bit with yeah, you because okay. that's, I, as I'm sitting here, you see my smile getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I'm like, honey, take a deep breath. We are supported, we are divinely guided, and we are so aligned. <laughs> I feel like you're the yin to my yang. Um, so 
as you're, you're sharing this and you're like, Hey, my personal life, I've got that. I meditate. I've created this. I love it. And then I have this business side where it's like, you got to figure that there's all this thought going through it and maybe some of those subconscious behaviors and programming coming into play. And as I said that, literally, I felt the left side of my womb space go whoop. So it's like that ego, that creation, that trust, that security, safety is like kind of like needing to relax. And what's funny is like, I'm the total opposite. So for the last two and a half years, I've been meditating daily. I've been connecting with myself and I have been working on me personally. Like I know without a shadow of a doubt what my divine purpose is. I know what my gifts are and I know how to share those with the world. Mm -hmm. And the part where I'm struggling is in my personal life Mm -hmm. and working on those habits And I referred to it this last week as the undertow because we talk about the waves and, you know, the changes and we're going through these transformations and I I use moon energy, right? And we go in and out with the waves, in and out in the waves. And we talk about release and receive and release and receive. And it's so beautiful. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm feeling this undertow right now because I feel like, and I feel like we're in a similar space where it's like, this is how I feel. And I don't know if you can relate to this, but it's like everything that I intentionally set out to create is happening. And there's like this flip and it's almost like, it's like, it's been ticking up, 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 up. And now I'm at the top and now it's like the easy part is going to swing down. And that means the other part is going to flip up. And so my life is really going to be different, but at the same time, it's, what I wanted, but yet there's these habits that I've literally had on a list for two years. And literally yesterday I sat down with myself and I was like, Oh my gosh, it's been two years and I have the same things. And yep, I've been doing really great over here and I'm, I'm, I'm doing all this stuff. And then there's these things I've been avoiding. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you've noticed this, but this is where I'm at is the things I'm avoiding in my personal life are now showing up on the business side, right? Mm. So do you have that opposite where this heaviness that you're feeling on your business side, does that show up on your family side at all or on your personal side at all? I'm, I'm sure it does. And I am a big believer that everything is connected. So when something happens, like when I get triggered or when, like, I, I look for the connections. Yep. I'm like, what's the lesson? Yes. <laughs> I want to learn it now so I don't have to learn it again. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I mean, for me, it's, it's clutter. So we are moving and yeah. And I, we've lived here for four years, which is the longest I've lived like anywhere in my entire adult life. Like I've just kind of always been a nomad. And so we're moving and we're, we're, it's a, it's still a pretty big space, but it's less space. And so we have to downsize, but we've accumulated so much stuff and it just feels really messy right now. And, um, and I really want to, I really wanted Con Marie, my entire house, <laughs> but I have limited time because like I'm doing all of the other things. <laughs> right. Uh, so I'm trying to like fit, 
I'm trying to fit everything into like the nooks and crannies. So sometimes that can feel really overwhelming because you're like, I don't have any more nooks and crannies. Right. There's um, no more nooks and crannies. So, you know, I want to, I want to ask you again. So if you put your hands back up and you feel that heaviness of the business and in the career life and the professional life and the lightness of what you've created as your personal life, home life, those relationships and connections. And how does that feel if you take those two and you put them together? Mm -hmm. I think it's interesting because one of the things that I first thought when you had me do this exercise was I intuitively put my family side on my left in my left hand and my business in my right hand and and I feel like that speaks to like f- for me I have worked I it's very like family side is very intuitive um it's very, it just comes like naturally. And part of that, a lot of it is it's gotten easier over the past couple of years where I've been learning skills of a therapist. So like in, in family life, you have to use those skills a lot, especially when you're dealing with um, teenagers and kids and, and, you know, partners and stuff. And dynamics. Right. Right. And so that has felt like it's, like it just flows um, with the personal side or the the career side. It is very left-brained. It is very like, and I, people I think often see me as very right-brained because I come across as creative and gentle and and I and I talk about being intuitive, but I'm very also um, very like systematic, very ambitious, very like okay, this is, these are the tasks that I've got to do and I'm going to do them and I'm going to just grind it out. And, um, and I think what, what strikes me with that, this whole thing is like, I, I think there's a beauty in, in, in putting your, your brains together. <laughs> and um, actually there's a, there's a technique in energy psychology called Psych K that I'm, trying to learn more about that talks about the power when we when we cro- when we cross our arms or our legs then um so if, if we put our left our you know left and right like and we just um uh stay there for a bit uh it like i'm gonna i'm gonna do it now with you so i'm gonna yeah. cross my hands like left right over my chest almost mm-hmm. like i'm hugging myself right right and right or cross my legs yeah it integrates it integrates the two and like just staying there for a few minutes can be really calming um so yeah I'm, I'm like, sorry interview's over I'm gonna stay <laughs> <in this position. laughs> yeah that feels good yeah feels so good. I think that's- and, and I so in my professional career of 20 plus years, you know, I have a pharmacy background and I'm an analyst. Mm -hmm. And so I've always been in that space of, you know, even my personal relationships, my partners would be like, can you stop analyzing? And I'm like, (laughs) I analyze everything. That's why I'm an analyst at work. Cause they're like, can you stop working? Or you don't need to work on me. You don't need to analyze me. Right. Um, And so 
for me, where I'm struggling is when I go to work, I have to use that analytical mind when I'm in the office and I'm really living intuitively. And I feel like, like even yesterday, I'm like, who was that? Who was that at work? Like, that's not even who I am today. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, there's, I don't know. It's so crazy how that shows up that, that thinking mind versus that intuitive. Mm -hmm. Um, I, you said something else that I want to ask you about. So I'm, I'm like self-taught, right? As far as, I mean, I have tons of certifications and stuff, but as far as like interpreting the messages that I receive, right? I had to figure out what is my body telling me and, and how do I interpret, interpret what I'm feeling um, for other people to receive a message. And so the left and the right side of my body actually has a meaning for me. If I hear it, you know, if I feel something on my left versus my right. And I heard you say, you know, you, your family side, you know, your intuitive side, tell me more about that left, right. What, what that was meaning to you. Mm -hmm. Our left side is controlled by our right brain, which is just naturally more creative and intuitive and our, right side is controlled by our left brain, which is just naturally more analytical and logical. Um, what's interesting is I have a really, like the business I want to create is very creative and intuitive, but I'm using like my left brain to do it. And so it just felt kind of like, a, oh, maybe that's part of why it's not working. Um, that's a great awareness. Yeah. Wow. And thank you for sharing that left brain. Like I've heard that before, but not, I haven't thought about that in years. Yeah. So, like, tell me more about your business that you're growing. So the podcast, my focus is the intersection between spirituality and mental health. And so, and that has been a long time coming. I, my background, like the, the very short version is, you know, I dealt with some trauma and addiction. And then I, I, in working through that, I felt, I felt like I was supposed to go to seminary. I felt like I was supposed to like, um, be like, like, uh, I, I still think it's relevant to say like spread the good news, the good, what the good news means has evolved for me. Um, but so I did that. I, I did a couple of semesters at a seminary and it was a pretty progressive seminary um, in DC. And I was like, I don't think this is my path. Like this didn't, it, it didn't fit. And I, my faith was evolving. And, uh, and, and in the meantime, so since I had my son, I have been uh, trying to basically I want I mean, I've always wanted to work for myself. I want to, um, I, I want, you know, as a writer, as a content creator, um, my message has evolved. A lot of it has been personal narrative though. A lot of it has been sharing my own story to, because it's, because it's easier, it comes easy for me to share the difficult bits of my life. And I found that that can be, uh, very healing <laughs> for, yeah, for well, healing for you and for others. Yeah, exactly. Um, to see that I feel like 
you know, there's two sides of people watching. There's the people that are afraid and are going to be like, oh, what is she doing? And there's those people that are like, oh my gosh, I need that. That's, wow, okay. I didn't know that that was possible. And I didn't know that, you know, these things can change and shift. So when it comes to the mental health, like that really, I feel like even in my own space, there's so much stigma around mental health. But I heard this and this really like made me go, oh, okay. Like we all have mental health, right? Like we all have to take care of our mental health. And so I think when we open up the door just to say, oh, every single human being on this planet has mental health and it's a matter of how do we support that and what are those things that you find because you know the listeners here are looking for that piece of information that they're afraid to go ask for Mm -hmm. right they're afraid to go ask for and what is that thing that you feel like that message is that you have to just share right now to that person who's like, Hey, I may be going through some shifts and transformations Mm -hmm. and I may need some extra support with my mental health. And how can I do that in a way, you know, without getting labeled, without getting, you know, stigmatized or, you know, however that is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, and I think where my work has evolved now, I really cater my message to um, caretakers and service providers and parents who who spend their days taking care of others, often at the expense of their own mental health. And I think it's, I think that you know, the, I guess the biggest message, well, so I think this, the stigma against getting help has always frustrated me um, because we, we as a society, I think do like individually and, and, and collectively when we don't manage our mental health can be really destructive and we're, and we're comfortable with that destruction somehow, but not with like doing the inner work to work through, um, how to, how to, in in, like, like enjoy life. And I think we go to a therapist. The reason we go to a life coach, um, the reason we listen to podcasts about self-care or anxiety or whatever is because we want to enjoy our life. And it's, it's like, it sounds like people, I think we're taught as a society that we're not supposed to, life is supposed to be hard and we're not supposed to be able to enjoy our life. Um, we're, but like on a biological level, like there's pain and pleasure. So biologically speaking, we are, we go towards pain. <laughs> I mean, sorry, we go towards pleasure and we go away from pain, but like, our judo, judo uh, Christian, like Western worldview has taught us the opposite. So, um, so we have these conflicting messages and we have these messages that we, that, that we're not good enough, 
that that we were that were programmed in us when we were little and we we didn't have like we just were taking in the information because in large part the people sharing that information of you're not good enough you're not right you're bad whatever it was had their own programs and didn't know any better and so i i love the idea of um uh intergenerational healing um the kind of the flip side of intergenerational trauma when you work on yourself you break the cycle um and that can be healing very healing for both sides so for your for your offspring for the kids to come for the you know generations to come and it can be really healing um for your ancestors for your parents um and there's just so many benefits i i don't know why people are afraid to share because so often when we do share it's so beneficial and, and helpful everybody has coping mechanisms right so whether they're healthy or not <laughs> um we all figure out a way to like get through the day it's just it's just being intentional about i mean for me it was i i quit alcohol like um just over a year ago completely because i realized that i was i was numbing out i was having a couple glasses every night because like that was how i turned my brain off because i'm so ambitious like I didn't know how else to do it. And so, uh, and so I. And it's so acceptable for moms right, these days, totally. right? Yeah. Like that's, there's like mom clubs about that, right? right? Like that's, <laughs> yeah. that's like the thing. So mm -hmm. thank you for sharing that too. Cause I think that there's somebody that's listening that needs to, to hear that. So thank you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to this family healing, this generational healing. Um, so we're, we're on episode four right now. Mm -hmm. And the first episode I shared about the night I realized it was me that had to change. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's when you do the work, when you heal, your family can heal. And, you know, we all want to serve our communities, right? We want to serve our communities and we have to do that work on ourselves to be able to serve in the communities, right? And I feel like that's why you have to allow the evolution of growing in order to create these lifestyles and lifelong businesses. But what was interesting is the last couple of weeks, I've been going through some personal transformations and we hit that point to where the son I shared about in episode one, telling the story, you know, from, I don't know how many years ago, we're going almost on three years now. Um, and then being able to come back and share after having a conversation with him of openness and then to see the healing happen was just, it was amazing. It was a lot though, right? That undertow is still happening. That undertow, I can feel it still. Um, but what is, what has that meant for your family? What has that breaking that cycle meant for creating that lighter space that, that you have when you're putting your hands up and you're like, oh, this feels light. It feels good. It feels flow. 
what, what had to happen in order to do that in your home? Um, that's a really good question. Cause it wasn't, I mean, I had a lot of really unhealthy inner dialogue and outer behavior. And I mean, when I met my husband, we just celebrated our 11 year anniversary uh, a week ago. (laughs) Thank you. Um, But we were 23 when we met. um, And I had never, I didn't know how to, I was a young single mom. I didn't know how to be in a healthy relationship. My past relationship um, was abusive, but I was so indoctrinated by, I didn't know that it was abusive, <laughs> like, which is cr- like kind of crazy to me to, but it, it was just like, I didn't know, uh, I didn't know that, that you could be a, like a abus- relationship template was like already built. So yeah. it was like, I know what this, this, this is, this is a relationship. Yeah. It just right. didn't have the label of unhealthy blaring flashing for you yes so he grew up in a really i would say chill healthy family um very uh religious and very like there were certain things you did and didn't do but like it was also very egalitarian like for for being um you know for being as christian as it was um and and i and, and it wasn't that my family was unhealthy. I think my family, there was just no emphasis on inner work. Um, in my, um, struggling to think of the word, but my mom and dad, you know, and so you just, you just, it was very working class. You just worked, you very defined gender roles. Um, and, and I was just like brand new sober when I met my husband And so I had like all this baggage coming in and, um, and he kind of didn't know what to do with it. Like he was a pretty healthy, you know, 23 year old guy, um, very kind, very loving, um, and, and had his own stuff. I mean, I'm not trying to, you know, everybody has their own stuff, but I, as our relationship evolved, as we got married, like it was just really hard and sad and, um, and, and very, um, dysfunctional for a long time. And a lot of that was like, so the inner tapes was like, when something would go wrong, I would be like, I ruined it. Um, you know, I am, it was, I am bad. I, I, I can't trust myself. Um, and it was a lot of like not understanding how to manage my emotions. So, when, when I would reach my breaking point, I would lose my shit. I don't know. Can I say that? Yeah, you can say that you, you lose your shit. Yeah. (laughs) That's literally, there's, I don't think there's any other phrase that describes it as well as that. Yes. And I grew up very, I was, I was, uh, was very, even though my parents were very working class, I was very spoiled. So everything kind of revolved around me and I was, I I had a sense of entitlement. So even though the tapes in my head were like that, I'm horrible. (laughs) Um, No, but my brother's 14 years older than me and I'm adopted. That's that's, yeah. That is like being an only child. So 
just to share with you, there's um, a book out there by Kevin Lamont, which is the birth order book. Mm -hmm. Um, And I encourage people to read that because not only will you be like, oh my gosh, that's me. That's my sibling. That's my, you know, best friend, or that's that coworker at work. Like um, it, it really just opened your mind to those dynamics. Mm -hmm. And for me, it also took some of that like shame out of it. Cause I was like, Oh, this, I don't act this way just even because of what's going on in my house. It's also because of my birth order and mm-hmm. my gender and like how that all, you know, how I'm expected um, to behave in the household. All of that yeah. is tied in together. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I was, I was super doted on. Um, so I was super okay. like, I grew up with a sense of like, I'm like, literally, I, they would tell me when I was a kid, I'm special um, and I'm adopted. And that's how they told me that I was adopted, which is beautiful. Um, but yeah, so I, you know, I, I, I had a sense of like, I'm owed a certain thing, you know? Um, and yeah. And then, and I had also, I, I had, um, I had a, a sexual trauma with my, in my past relationship. So, I mean, everything was just like, it was a hot mess for a long time. And, um, and I would, I mean, the first, like, we've been married 11 years. So the first seven to eight years were hard and we loved each other like deeply. It wasn't like, I mean, it, it wasn't for lack of trying, but we couldn't, it was just, I mean, there were, and there were beautiful moments, but uh, it was hard. And, um, and then something kind of, uh, something detrimental happened. I, um, I, I it, you know, it's always like that, that big thing, but um, it that bottom line, right? right. <laughs> so it, it brought a, well, so I, I was uh, sexually assaulted um, by a coworker. Um, I was working like at a waiting tables and I didn't, uh, like, again, I didn't see it as sexual assault. I saw it as I was cheating on my husband and I was completely freaked out. And, um, and, and actually my husband was the one that was like, no, that was sexual assault. Like, um, so there was a lot of, there was a lot of pieces to that, but it was just, I had realized like, like, this is not working. <laughs> um, and, uh, and I, and so we went to, I mean, we went to therapy. I mean, the, the short version is uh, we were like, we have, something has to change. Like at this, our relationship had reached a point where we didn't feel like we were connecting anymore. Um, and we didn't know, like, it was just, it was, everything was hard. Everything was so, so hard. And, um, and so we went to therapy and we ended up with a therapist that was like so perfect for us. Um, just, and I've never super connected with a therapist. I've always struggled in that realm, but um, she had an addiction background um, uh, and she didn't, she, she didn't like, she wasn't like super big on like disclosing like her stuff, but um she just like I felt like she got it in a way that I had not felt before, and like little things like so she was always late, which we're always late, <laughs> and like it wouldn't work for everybody, but it worked for us. 
she, she always like, she never cut us off. Like it wasn't like, okay, therapy session, it's been 45 minutes. Um, she would run long and just, you could tell she cared. And through that work, um, I realized that I should go to grad school for social work. I, <laughs> I, I realized that in order to take my work to the next level, um, you know, I wanted to get that, I wanted to get the evidence-based piece. Um, and then uh, she, I mean, she never pressured me to stop drinking, but when I did decide she was my biggest advocate and it was just like, and she helped us work through, she helped him work through like, like his stuff and me work. It was just beautiful. Like it was so, like I needed that, things aren't working and this is what's going on. It's like an on. awareness. It's like, yeah. like you said, you didn't even realize things, right? So like your experiences and exposures, and this is something we talk about is like your experiences and exposures create your reality. And so even though, you know, some of us are taught like, oh, X, Y, and Z, when you see that together, that means this sentence and those words together is this, like, that XYZ translation is not the same. And, and I think right now, like one of the things that my awareness, like through my own healing was like, wow, this is such heavy, deep stuff with the deep stuff. Mm -hmm. But then when I realized is the same way I dealt with the heavy, deep stuff is also the kind of the same way I dealt with everything. <laughs> and, and, and that awareness, you know, really just, like you said, you, you spend that time meditating every day. You, you spend that time connecting with yourself. Um, once I had that awareness, it shifted, it shifted. And, and what I accepted before was no longer acceptable. Mm -hmm. So, and through that process, as you're picking and choosing, it's like, okay, come up on this situation. Nope, not in my life. Tossing that out. This one, yep, like that. Oh, this is new, pulling that in. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like you guys were able to do that. And I know you've mentioned some timelines. How long ago was that when you guys started that? And how long did that process take for you guys to work on that? Mm -hmm. uh, we started going to therapy the very end of 2015. And we went, we still go occasionally, like we still are in contact with her. And um, when we, I mean, cause there's so many transitions, like we were talking about earlier, like um, I would not be able to deal with all of the stuff that's going on in my life if, if I, it had not been for this process, but we were probably in like regular therapy for at least two years, maybe longer. Um, and, and I think when you have trauma, when you have trauma in your background, when you have a lot of, um, you have a lot of that stuff, like it, it takes a long time and you just have to be patient with yourself. Um, but yeah. yeah. Well, I know even like a lot of times people kind of misinterpret what healing looks like. And even like when we add energy healing on top of the healing journey, 
And, you know, some people think, oh, I'm going to get high vibe and I'm going to see everything with rose colored glasses and everything's going to be great. And really what those rose colored glasses do is it helps you see that contrast of the shitty truth so that you're like, oh, okay, wait a second. Okay. That isn't what I thought it was. It wasn't how I, how I saw that. And now I need to navigate around this or through it, whatever I choose, right? Whichever I need to, and now get through it with that lens of high vibe so that I can talk to myself the same way I would talk to somebody else without mm -hmm. that emotion and those triggers and those, you know, those things that come up. And what I'm realizing, even as we're talking is, you know, where I'm really good with like connecting with myself and all that, I'm really good. But when I go into that thinking space, mm -hmm. it's like I completely disconnect from what I know and what I've learned. And, and I almost feel like where I'm doing that. And I, it's not, when I say in my personal life, I don't mean like my relationships because I'm, I'm working on the relationships. I mean like the, the clutter, the house clutter, mm -hmm. the, those things that I know if I didn't have the clutter, I'd be so much happier, right? Mm -hmm. um, that, that contrast is, is really where that energy work comes in. So you, I heard you say you use meditation. Is there any other like alternative things in addition to therapy um, mm -hmm. that you've put in your toolbox to support um, going through all this transformation? Yeah. Uh, there's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> I mean, so you mentioned like uh, EFT, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So EFT has been a new one for me. I just started working with the life coach a few weeks ago and that has been, and I'll actually have a story that I want to share about that just happened in the last two days. That was like, that was, I feel like really helpful and, and a very tangible way of how EFT helped me. Um, but uh, also like astrology, um, like I, like the moon cycles vary in touch with the moon cycles. Um, and I, I have a, oh, I have a planner. I'm, I'm blanking on the name now, but it tells you kind of all of the astrology that's going on for that day and, and has a quick, like, we'll put a link for it. We'll put okay. a link for it with the yeah. episode because I, new moon full moon all that i love it yeah. and like inside i'm like oh i want i want to see what this is so yeah. so you have a planner and that that like it tells you everything like daily yeah 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 it's so good um yeah it's um i'm sad i'm blinking on the name i can grab it it's right in my room if you want um but uh it yeah so today is like a it's called a diamond mind day and, and it has like, it, it tells you when days, like a go with the flow day, or it tells you when like a brief synopsis of the astrology that is going on and how that might affect you today. Um, and I find that really helpful just to kind of not that I want to like base my, like, so today's going to be hard because it's a, you know, X, Y, Z day. But I think knowing that I, it makes perfect sense to me that planets, things that are way, I mean, we, everything is like the field and it makes perfect sense to me that, that they affect us. Um, yeah. and so, 
um, yeah, so astrology is a big one for me. I've also um, have a lot of crystals. Um, <laughs> and and see behind me here, um, like literally, I'm like, I'm like, let me just grab the handful and yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. So meditating with crystals, um, you know, thinking about the different meanings. When I took my um, MSW exam, I, um, I, I look like I, ha I carry crystals with me, like in my bag. And I was like looking for like crystals that would support me that day. Um, uh, and I'm a huge believer in the idea of past lives. And so um, I think that part of the, the struggles that we are going through, like what we're like, I, I feel like we get multiple, like we get like a lot of chances to kind of figure out whatever lessons we're learning. Um, and a lot of the stuff that we really struggle with um, is stuff that we struggled with in a past life or past lives and I think some people will refer to that as like karmic energy yeah woo-woo term that I've heard and I was because yeah. like, what is that but <laughs> but yeah Brian Weiss has been a like I, I I don't know if you've ever read his books but I love like I really want to to it, he is a psychiatrist who works uh who actually does um he teaches past life regression therapy and I want to do that. Like I want to eventually integrate when I have a private, like my, my end goal is a private practice where I can integrate the spiritual stuff and the evidence-based stuff because I feel like I can't do that. There's only so much I can do in it where I'm working for an organization. Um, but, yeah, and it's so recognized as needed today yeah. that even, you know, health savings, plans, flex plans, you know, yeah. those things can be used on, on those types of therapies because they're yeah. so needed. I love that. Yeah. And I, I mean, the, one of the big thing, when I quit drinking, one of, one of the things, one of the catalysts was I had this sense that like addictions have, has kept coming up in this lifetime. And if I don't deal with it, like it was manageable. Like I was like living my life. It wasn't like out of control, but I had this sense that like, if I don't deal with this right now, it's going to get worse next time. <laughs> and ah, yeah. And, and so I just, I just felt like, it, yeah, it felt like it was time and, and I, and I could choose not to deal with it. I could choose to like, you know, um, to let it, to let it go. And, um, but yeah, so that, that felt powerful to me. Also in doing past life regressions on myself, I feel like I've learned a lot about myself. Um, and whether it's imagination or actually, a, you know, a past life, um, I don't think it matters because I think the healing is tangible. I um, love that you said that because a lot of times I just Im invite my clients to just pretend, hey, just pretend. Mm -hmm. um, because when we pretend it doesn't really have to be real. Mm -hmm. Um, and what the, what the mind thinks, whether it's real or imagined is real to the mind. It knows no difference whether or not if your keys are really gone forever or they're lost for a split second, but you're still going to react like they're gone forever. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, that is, that's yeah. so cool that, 
I don't know, just hearing your story is, is I think going to help so many women understand that they're not alone. I love Mm this. Um, you shared EFT. So are there any other modalities that, that you use? Um, I'm still learning. So there's this EFT is in this, uh, brand of, I guess, new, uh, waves of thinking. So at the beginning, I was, uh, talking about kind of the three ways we reprogram, reprogram our subconscious. One of them is hypnosis. One of them is, um, is mindfulness. Um, and then the third sect is, um, energy psychology. So EFT falls into energy psychology. Um, what we were doing earlier, uh, with the, with the crossing is, is a, part of what's called psych k which is also energy psychology so i'm still learning eft is like the first one that i've been introduced to um but they at the the coolness of energy psychology is that it creates so mindfulness meditation hypnosis like those things can change your subconscious programming but it takes time um and and with energy psychology, it creates like a super learning, like it gets to the, you can, you can create change quite rapidly. So you can change those inner tapes, um, like within a span of like 10 to 20 minutes where with meditation, it takes a lot longer. Um, so the story I wanted to share, my husband and I, we had to take our car to the shop Wednesday morning and I was telling him like, okay, this is what we have to do today. Like, this is like the appointments I have, da, 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 da. And at the end of my spiel, I realized he hadn't heard a word I said. And I was sort of like, and then, and, and so I was irritated. And then I repeated it to him. And, and then later, cause he's, he just, he has a, he struggles. He's very forgetful. Um, so later in the car, as we were driving back, he was like, what are you doing again today? And I was like, "Mm." (laughs) you know, and trying not to, um, try not to let it bother me. And and I think when those things come up, I'm like, we're supposed to have this great relationship. You know, you start to quit like, (laughs) um, and see, that's so funny. Cause I, when you said that, I was like, oh, he did, he didn't hear the, he didn't hear all the words you said. He didn't process what you were saying, but he acknowledged that there was something he needed to be aware of that was important enough for you to, for him to ask again and follow up and go, Oh, I'm forgetful, but this is important for me to like ask right now. So that later on, I didn't not ask. So, yeah. So I was realizing in that moment, I was very triggered. Like I was like, I felt hurt and it wasn't a big deal, but I felt like I wasn't listened to. And, and um, not being heard is probably my number one. Yeah. That's that's where mommy's loud, scary <laughs> voice came from. Is not being heard. <laughs> so what? So what is so cool is that. So I got home and I was kind of like thinking about it, and we we didn't like fight, but it had like put like kind of a weirdness in in the atmosphere. It changed like, the vibe. Yes. <laughs> so I was I was thinking about it, and I was like. I've been thinking a lot about the inner tapes and how, and what, what are my inner tapes? And all of a sudden it occurred to me like, Oh, like I was taught 
that my voice doesn't matter, that I'm not worth listening to, that I'm just a silly little girl. And, and, um, and I was like, oh, so like in my, and, and what is so fascinating about this is like the struggle that I have to build an audience is directly, has to be directly related to this inner feeling I have of like, I'm not worth listening to. And so I was like, and that's why it's so triggering. Like when I feel like he's not listening to me because he's like, he's like my lobster. He's like the person that I feel like I want the, to listen to me the most. So um, yesterday morning I woke up and I did, I went through, so the EFT is like you tap on pressure points um, and we, we can share it. You start here on kind of the fleshy part of your, um, uh, of your hand. So like if I was to make a fist, the opposite side of where my thumb is, right. And there's that fleshy part. Yeah. Okay. So you identify a feeling, whatever it is that you're, or, a, or a core belief or whatever, whatever it is for you that is making, is giving you like the low vibes. And you start out by saying two or three times, even though I'm stressed, even though I have this headache, even whatever it is, I love and accept myself completely and fully. And you just tap on that piece. Um, and then, so you do that kind of two to three times. And then um, the tapping points are, you start here. Um, and it's hard to explain. Do you have any of this like available? Maybe I'm, maybe I'm going to, yeah, there's so many, you. there's so much stuff. Well, on I was going to say, I want to like challenge you. Can I challenge you to like okay. create a live on your page? Okay. So okay. People can go find about yeah. the EFT so they can see you. Okay. Um, I can see you right now, but they yeah. can't. And I feel like, yeah. I feel okay. like there's some people that want to learn this from you. Okay. And that, we know you're worthy of being heard, right? So you're up for the challenge, right? Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely, yeah. Okay. So you tap on the pressure points and as you're doing it, you say these, I'm so stressed or I'm so, like whatever, it, you say the tapes that are running through your head and, and, and it's like nobody wants to listen to me. Nobody's listening. I'm, I'm not worthy. Whatever it is for oh, you. So actually, so that's so interesting because like I, I do the opposite. It's like I hear, oh, I'm not worthy. And then I have to go, oh, I'm worthy. I'm worthy. I'm worthy. And let me program. I'm worthy. Mm -hmm. So what does the tapping with the so you're tapping do? How yeah. Does so you're releasing in the, in tapping and the pressure points, you're releasing those beliefs. So you start out with, with, you have to, you have to, it's almost like you have to get it out. So you have to share. And that, and so, and I did the exact same thing. Like when my life coach was telling me, um, you know, yeah, say the thing that's bothering you. I was like, ah, <laughs> I don't know if I've been, I've been like, I've been. I almost feel like I need that though. Cause like, as you're saying it, my body's like, Yes. Good. Yeah. Cause like I, like, as I'm saying this right now, it's like, well, how do I expect people to hear it if I'm not even hearing it myself? Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's almost like even really honoring, taking that time to honor that so piece yeah. is even just like, Oh, I can feel the release. Just the thought of that. 
Yeah. That's powerful. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to use that today. I know a little bit about EFT, mm-hmm. um, but I'm, I'm gonna, I'm going to sit and, and do some because yeah. that's needed. <laughs> it's needed. I mean, remember how we said there's that undertow going on, you know, we go through these transformations mm-hmm. and that undertow is kind of like this stuff that comes up and you're like, I got to work through this. Right. Yeah. So, and what my coach has taught me to do, you start before you do it, you take like an assessment, like, so on a scale of one to 10, how true does it feel that nobody's listening to me? Um, And then you go through and, and, and I've done it two ways. So I do the whole, like all of the, all of this negative self-talk that's going through and I'll do the whole tape and then I'll start to be like, but I wish they were listening to me, but I, you know, and you, and you sort of like, you reprogram it by slowly coming around and you end up with like, I'm worthy of being listened to. I'm, you know, whatever the, whatever it is you want to reprogram, like I have a message to share. Um, And I've also done it. There was a, so um, one of the, she calls it a hidden agenda and I don't want to give all of her secrets away, but like one of the biggest tapes that was playing in my head, she had me work through it. And when we did it, we never got to the positive side of things. And what I realized, and the, and it still went down. Like, so at the end you take assessment again, like how true does it feel? Um, you know, and we, and it still went down and sometimes it can go away completely. Um, but for me, it was so true what I was, what I was like believing that I couldn't even get to that. Like it was just so, it was such a part of my reality that when she, like it felt real, it didn't feel upsetting to say, I mean, it feels upsetting to say nobody's listening to me. It, it didn't feel upsetting to, you know, to say this thing because it just felt like this is, this is my reality, you know? And what you believe becomes what you see. You see, you know, what you believe. So just the releasing is there's value in that. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that definitely makes sense. It definitely makes sense. Especially when like, it's like, we logically know something like, it's like, like, okay, I logically know this. Why am I reacting this way? Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, and especially, you know, we're out here teaching these things. Right. And Mm -hmm. so I'm writing a book right now too. You know, I'm writing a book on these, on these tools and then there's this part of me of like that worthiness still comes up, right? Because it's like, well, I'm not 100% perfect in using my tools, but I can tell you without a doubt that they work because when I don't use them. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And, and I feel like too, like we do have to be gentle on ourselves because it does take that time to evolve. Mm -hmm. And like, like, I don't know how in an analytical position to shut off that analytical side because it's required. But today I heard this crossing your arms thing. Mm. Um, so I'm really, I'm, I'm going to try that too and see how that helps support that side where I'm not flowing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I invite you to do the same with, with the yeah. opposite, right? Of of those things. Um, I think these challenges are going to be interesting. And I would actually like, because I like challenged you, um, 
I would like to come back and do another episode, you know, okay. maybe in a couple of weeks, couple of months, whenever it's divinely time that, that mm-hmm. we get it all scheduled out and just like check in with each other okay. and see where we're at. Cause I feel like we need tribe, we need sisterhood. And, you know, I just met you, but I feel so connected with you. I feel like I can relate to you. Um, and I think many people can relate to, to relate to you. Um, I just listened to a Ted talk this morning and it was about like depression and those things that come up when we put labels on there. And Mm -hmm. it was all about isolation and it was about addictions. And that's actually what it was. It was about addictions and it was about the cure for connect the cure for addictions is connections Mm -hmm. is that love is that support that we all need and he shared about a study um you know there was the study where they they took the the rats in the cage right and they took the the regular water and and the cocaine water right and it's like well which one is is the rat going to go to and the rat always went not almost almost always went to the one with the drugs in it right they kept going and going and going and going well, fast forward a couple decades, several decades, and someone else redoes the study, but instead of putting the mice or the rat in an empty cage, it puts it in a cage with everything it could ever want. Mm-hmm. So it had enough food, it had other, you know, peers in there, it had relationships, it had like everything that it ne- would ever want in its little, you know, vermin life. Mm-hmm. and it still and they put in there the bottle of water with the just the regular bottle of water and they put the other bottle of water with the drugs in it mm-hmm. and very 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 rarely did any of them go to the bottle with the drugs and if they did it was never repeatedly like it was in the cage that was empty mm. how powerful is that like, I literally, like, I'm like, whoo, goosies. Mm-hmm. Like, like we can, can be even addicted to that old story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I had somebody um, tell me one time and I was like, it was like being Godsmacked, right? It was like, they're like, I think you like the pain. Mm-hmm. And I was insulted and offended and I got triggered and I was like, oh, sure. why did this trigger me? Why am I getting so angry right now? And then I was like, oh my gosh, my program, it, it does like this. My inner program likes creating chaos. Mm. Wow. Um, and, and so that is an awareness. And I think I even shared with you in my personal life, I haven't, I'm struggling and I, I, and as I'm speaking, I'm like, well, yeah, I'm struggling because I'm not perfect. I'm human but I have evolved a lot, just like you've evolved a lot and you've evolved in your personal and professional life. And now you're in that space of it, all these changes. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I can't think of any better way that you or I or others can show up for the world than sharing what we're going through so that others can do that. Because what you've shared with me today from your journey, like 
it was exactly what I needed to hear today. Mm -hmm. I, I think two things come to, first of all, that's so amazing and, and self-aware of you to, to, and I, I've totally, I've been there like, and uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza, I don't know if you've read his books, but he talks about how emotions like negative emotions are addictive. And so we get that hit, like we don't like it, but we get that hit. It becomes a cycle. We don't even realize we're in and nobody else has that I've heard has talked about that, but it's so, so true. And it's, and it's hard. It's hard to this one of the message that messages that I want to share, but I don't, it's hard to share that on an individual level because if somebody tells you, I think you like the pain, like that's offensive. Oh, it, um, it was, but I'm in such a place of like, I know everything is divinely timed. So I must need to hear this right now. But that you could hear it is just beautiful because it is like, it's a lot of the, the stuff that I, the, the perceptions, um, uh, Joe Dispenza talks about your personality creates your personal reality. Um, and, and, and that's hard for people because we don't want to admit that, like, we, we feel we want to be victims. Like we, we don't want to take ownership for, um, the stuff going wrong. I think there's a lot of power. There's, it's, it's empowering to say like, actually, okay, no, maybe I didn't, I wasn't that jerk <laughs> that did this to me, but but also like I, I can play a part in changing it. So for me, that's very empowering. The other thing that when you were telling me, so I feel like it's, it's, it's perception is so much a part of this because I feel like people could look at you and there's a way that you could look at your own life and think I'm actually doing really well personally. Um, and and I people would look at me and and see even the even the stuff that's not like the degree, even the, like the podcast and the, you know, whatever. And, and say like that, that person is doing really well, but the way that I perceive it is, is that it's a struggle. So like, if we shift that, you know, and, and it's easy, it's, it's interesting how I've been able to shift that perspective perception personally. So like, there's still struggles. Like I still have. Yeah, but you know on. how to go into that flow and you, it's like, you've already been able to reprogram that part of your mind mm -hmm. that your automatic response is different now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I was just, it was occurring to me how much perception plays a role in the way that we think our lives are going. Um, yeah, I'm like literally rethinking my whole day yesterday. And I'm just like, <laughs> yesterday at the end of the day, I was like, who was that? I'm so embarrassed and I'm so ashamed. And then I was just like, oh. but like, I feel like today I can be like, Hey, you know what? I was having a really bad moment yesterday and that's really not who I want to be anymore. <laughs> and this let's, let's, let's move forward this way. Mm -hmm. move forward versus leaving it in that awkward space um, mm -hmm. of where yeah. it was left. Take that, like you said, feel empowered um, instead of going down that rabbit hole, hole of shame and I'm bad. And, you know, and I, I think something you said at the beginning when we were talking was there's this black and white, like you're 
always bad or once you do something it's forever or and I hear I hear I listen to my kids because they use a lot of languaging I use right and we do that a lot it's like well you always do this or you never do this or you whatever and I feel like that awareness is coming up more and more and really it's so funny because it's like okay yeah this is my podcast and it's family healing right Mm -hmm. but it's gonna take a lifetime for all of this stuff for all the layers and I'm just like literally in awe like I'm just in awe because it's like every time another layer is shed or as I have more and more awarenesses it just like makes sense. I've absolutely enjoyed our time together. Ditto. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm I'm going to go do, I'm going to accept your challenge. So Brandy, thank you so much for being on the show today. How can people get in touch with you? Uh, so I have, a, my podcast is Throwing Light um, and I'm on kind of all the, you know, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, um, Okay, so wherever you found this podcast, right. <laughs> exactly. search, and what is the name of it again? Throwing Light. Throwing Light. So yeah. look for Throwing Light with Brandy Walker. Yeah, and then, and then I'm Brandy Glows on Instagram. Um, and I, my website is brandyglows.com. Yeah. Thank you so much, Brandy. And we will talk again Absolutely. On, another, on another episode. Thank you for having me. <laughs>